Hello and welcome to the Cold Coffee Club, a podcast brought to you by Houston Moms. We're here to give you a little bit of that mom-to-mom connection, fun, and conversation amidst all the chaos. Join us as we take a break from doing all the things and explore the wide spectrum of this crazy motherhood role. We'll interview fun guests, talk about cool grown-up topics, laugh, share, and grow together. So go ahead, reheat that coffee, and put your feet up. Here we go. Good morning, Cold Coffee Club. Great to be back with you for another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about self-care. I get to sit down with uh, Eleanor Bodwin from Embrace the Mom Bod, and she shares with us how important it is to focus on safe, to focus on self-care. And one thing I learned from her, I will tell you this right at the top of the show, because it was mind-blowing. The act of self-care is not selfish and for some reason that took a whole lot to get into my brain i thought it was very selfish to have like hobbies that make you feel whole and to pamper yourself a little bit um you know we a lot of moms we we think that the message of motherhood is to be completely selfless to give of yourself at all costs and uh Choosing not to do that at all costs is not selfish. And so that was just, uh, I needed that message. I needed that. But we will get more into that in just a bit. Before we do, let's spill some tea. So my fail this week is that I was just, I've been so overwhelmed with work, like to the point where I was just like, can I quit? Can I just walk away and just disappear for a little bit. Is that possible? Is that a thing you can do? Um, I was so over it. Every little thing that could go wrong was going wrong with work. And I was, I was losing it y'all. I, I was losing it. And I was like inches away from just telling people off. I was like, don't email me. Don't, don't message me about anything. I'm done. Listen, that it passed, obviously. Thank goodness. Um, and that did definitely spark the urge to go get some self-care. So that leads me into my win is that I went and got a massage um, and it was a game changer. (laughs) It was so needed. I I really just needed to release all this tension in my shoulders. Like my jaw was tight. I I was, I'm telling you, I was losing it. And between like just work stuff and um, obligations I had with my kids, things that we wanted to do, memories we were planning to make, it was just, there was so much to do and there was only one me. And I think this is the perfect episode to focus on, especially if you're having, if you had a week like I did, um, you need to be reminded that taking some time to refill your cup is so necessary. Um, We need it before we lose our minds. So take care of yourselves, take care of yourselves, go take a break if you need to take a breather. I had to put myself in timeout a couple of times this past week because I was like, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna snap on everybody. I need to step away um, and take some deep breaths. So take care of yourselves. For my cream and sugar this week, I am recommending a show. It's an older show, but I just, it's new to me. Uh, If you are a fan of like any executive producer, Dick Wolf shows like I am, um, and you've run the gambit on all those shows, here's one that you might not know about. um, And it did not do as well as a lot of the other Dick Wolf shows because it has a more urban feel and it didn't really connect with everybody at the time. Everybody who was really into those shows at the time, they weren't really feeling it, which is kind of disappointing, but it's actually a really good show. It's called New York Undercover, um, and it follows two undercover detectives um, through New York. And it's the music on the show is um, very hip hop and R&B based. Um, the cast is incredibly diverse and, uh, you know, unfortunately at that time, it just did not resonate with everybody. And so uh, what happened at the end of, of New York Undercover's run is Law & Order SVU became what it is today. So that's, uh, this show ended in, I believe, February of 99. And then uh, Law & Order SVU premiered in September of 99. Um, so really it was, it's a great show and you know it's it's definitely worth the watch unfortunately it just did not connect at that time so um 
So SVU kind of became the more palatable version of uh, New York Undercover. So, you know, that says some things about the times. <laughs> I will say that. But it is a great show. You can find it on Peacock and it is streaming there. So you can find it streaming on Amazon Prime Video and Peacock, and it is, it's a great watch. It's very um, old school, which is kind of fun. Um, I've, I'm actually enjoying that. And the fact that it's so urban and so different than what we um, often see on primetime TV was actually, it's, it's kind of refreshing. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So definitely check that out if you're needing a show on your list, especially during Christmas break, when the kids go to bed, if you're needing just some decompression and some grown-up TV, it's it's a good watch. All right, so let's get into our topic of the episode. Um, I'm so excited to talk, to share. <clears throat> so let's get into our topic of the episode. I'm so excited to share my chat with Eleanor. She was an absolute joy. Like, I feel like I told her after we we finished recording is like, I feel like we're going to be friends. <laughs> so I really enjoyed chatting with her and let's roll that interview. This episode of the cold coffee club is brought to you by next level urgent care. As we enter into the long awaited fall season, sports injuries, flu bouts, sinusitis and respiratory illnesses are circling the Houston community. Next Level Urgent Care has you covered for these instances and more. With convenient locations throughout the Houston community and surrounding areas, they are open seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. to serve you. Now, let's get back to the show. So today I have a special guest. We have Eleanor Bodwin. Uh, she's a Houston native and she is a wellness coach and the founder of Embrace the Mom Bod. Welcome, Eleanor. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are and then of course tell us about what Embrace the Mom Bod is. Yeah. So um, like Ashley said, I am a Houston native, born and raised. Um, I left for school and then came back, so just four years. I am, you know, when people say, like, tell me about yourself, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like this multifaceted person. Who <laughs> am I? Like, I'm just, I'm so many things, right? Um, but I really am just, like, like at my core, like, very much a free spirit, fun-loving. Um, I love to, like, experience things with people. Mm -hmm. And um, I have been called a pusher in my <laughs> in my day like you know from mean girls like i'm a pusher katie i push people so like my <laughs> so like i am very much somebody who likes to push people to be their best including myself like and not in like some weird competitive way just like in a way that's like we have so much potential and i just love to unlock potential like i see people like i feel like i'm the type of person that i just really see people for who they are and sometimes i'm like come on like we can do this like we've got to get out of this rut or this whatever. So that's just kind of my personality. I would say like, I'm a very like, you know, once you're like a part of my family, like you're mine forever. And I'm like protective and loving and all that. So, um, and I have lots of random interests and hobbies. So I don't know, there's a lot about me, but we could talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so Embrace the Mom Bod, it started two years ago and really kind of started before then. So I started a blog in 2018. Um, I had been a mom for, I guess about a year when I started the blog, maybe a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I really just started it. I was one of the first of my friends to have kids. And um, I had gone through this whole transition that, you know, all moms go through of like, you become a mom and all of a sudden you forget yourself. Mm -hmm. Even if that wasn't your, personality you know even if you weren't like a self-forgetting person prior to becoming a mom you become a mom and everything is mom and I think um, there were a lot of things that I did very consciously going into motherhood for example you know making sure that I wasn't the mom that had to sleep in my baby's crib because I just couldn't separate you know those type of things because those are real things mm -hmm. but what I didn't expect was for me to lose myself that's not something that I had in the forefront of like oh, you know, when you have a kid, you're going to have a baby and you're just going to be like, who's Eleanor? Like, I just did not see that coming at all. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, I just kind of looked one day in the mirror and I was like, girl, you have lost it. Like I wasn't showering regularly. I wasn't doing my hair. I wasn't picking out my outfits. Like everything was baby and work and baby and work. And that was it. So um, I became very intentional about like implementing my self-care back into my routine. And it started with a face mask. It literally started with like three days of a face mask, like three days a week, I would do my clay mask. My skin looked terrible at the time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start slow. And I did that. And like, I just kind of like slowly built. And then I started a blog and then I fell off the blog. And then like I um, had, I was in nursing school. I had two more kids after that. So then I was a mom of three. And after I had my third, I was like, I really want to start blogging again. So I was writing this blog about how much I hate snapback culture i have always hated snapback culture i don't like i lost so much weight after my first son and people was like okay queen like yeah snapback and i was like Ugh, i really don't like it though like i wish i didn't lose all this weight and i've always hated it so i'm writing this blog post and i was like this sounds so negative like i was like i was like this is just not reflective of me and so i was like i don't want to sound like i'm bashing anything either and so all of a sudden i was like I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a national holiday. And so I went online and I found out how you can make a national holiday and I made national mom bod day. And then from there, embrace the mom bod just kind of grew. Yeah. Um, I'm really not the type of person who like has to have everything planned out before I jump in. I typically jump in and like figure things out as yeah. I go. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I started the platform and then I, you know, celebrated the first day. It was really exciting. And since then, I am a nurse currently, but um, I started coaching women on how they can, you know, implement self-care into their lives and really just, I think I'm help, like empowering women to like dismantle the patriarchy and like do a whole bunch of like unconditioning basically because yeah. moms are told like, oh, you have, you know, even if you're not told verbally that we're last, you know, like we have to be last. and. I am a very firm believer that you can be the best mom if you actually put yourself first because then everybody in your family gets the best of you. So I'm just out here trying to dismantle the patriarchy here and get women to be like, no, like me first. And then you get like literally life happens through us. So if we can give to ourselves first, like our kids, spouses, whoever, everybody around us will benefit. So that's what I do. That's why I coach women. Ah. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, oh, okay. I love it. I feel like we so often give ourselves the scraps of what is left. Like, yes. okay, well now I have a minute to like read or just breathe. And yep. we are constantly taught that we need to be just selfless. It's all about giving, giving, giving. And like very little, there's very little brought to like, Hey, how can I like give to myself? And and yeah. I love that um, that is your focus is like putting you first. And also like, I wanna talk about what self-care looks like to you because a lot of us think like, oh, self-care is like, go get a mani-pedi, like that's it. Go get go get your yeah. nails done. Like, yeah. I don't even wanna get my nails done. Like this is not taking care of me. I'm not getting any benefits from this. My nails look nice, that's it. Like what does self-care look like to you? What kind of options are out there that people maybe aren't even thinking about? Okay, so I love that question because the first thing I'm gonna say is like self-care is whatever fills your cup. Mm -hmm. So we can't go into this like, oh, you must get a massage. You must go get your, your mani-pedi. Like, what makes you feel good? What makes you feel full? So I can give like me personal, my personal examples and also like just a whole bunch of random things that I think are self-care. Yeah. So for me, the biggest thing I do is I wake up early and I take care of myself first. Mm -hmm. I very much enjoy getting a solo shower, doing my hair, putting my clothes on, putting my jewelry on and just like feeling good about myself before anybody else wakes up. Mm -hmm. If I wake up at the same time as my kids, I am behind. I am anxious. I am like tired. My brain hasn't even woken up yet. And so that is super important to me. Um, I meditate, I run, I um, I started doing something new, um, like somatic exercises. Like I do this, these hip exercises to like release trauma and stress like that you hold in your body. That's been amazing. Um, 
And I also love to hang out with my friends. I'm, I'm very extroverted. So like for me, hanging out with friends fills my cup. I don't like to feel isolated. I tend to isolate myself when I'm in an unhealthy state. And we'll talk about that with Enneagram stuff, but like my natural self, I love to be around people and that really fills my cup. So then on the flip side, one of my best friends, she's like, that would drain the hell out of me. Like, yeah. dude, like, I, yeah. that is not self-care, right? Yes. <laughs> but, um, but it's crazy because there's so many things. For example, setting a goal for yourself and achieving that goal can be self-care. I want to read 12 books in a year. If if that's a goal and you will feel fulfilled that you read a book a month, that's self-care. Um, if you, you know, some people like to garden. Some people like to just sit outside. I love just standing in the grass barefoot grounding. You know, like the charge from the earth makes me feel so good. Yeah. Getting outside and hearing the, the birds buzzing. Sitting in your car for 10 minutes when you get home. I mean, there are so many options to just, self-care trash tv <laughs> limited because you don't want to go down the path of like becoming angry but like if that's what fills your cup it's whatever fills your cup i mean there there's just so many things exercise yoga meditation i mean i could go on sitting in the sun for 10 minutes it does not matter it's whatever fills your cup and i think people think that it has to fit in this box and it's crazy too because i used to be this big proponent of like basic care is not self-care but well, let me yeah. tell you something if basic care is all you can give yourself, you better basic care the hell out of yourself. Amen. Like, Amen. Give it to yourself. Right. And you have to count that as a win. Mm -hmm. I think it's the way we look at things. If you're like, oh, I only brushed my teeth today, then you only brush your teeth. Yeah. If you're like, I brushed my teeth today, like that's a whole nother mindset of like, I did something today that I didn't do yesterday and I'm taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of, you know, preconceived notions on what self-care is um but in reality like it's whatever fills your cup For writing sure. if you like to journal you know people like to journal um learning something new coming up with a passion project i mean there are so many women who are like have lost their passion have lost their fire for life because they're bogged down with motherhood mm -hmm. and to say i'm gonna spend um i don't know an hour a week on my passion project that's self-care yeah we are starting to become more aware of self-care and how how much we need it and just noticing that one size does not fit all for self-care that it right. is it can be all the things it is all encompassing it's it can be you know like you said with your friend you know being social is draining to me. That's not self-care to me. Okay, cool. Do you. Do your self-care. Awesome. Yeah. And just taking those, reframing every little thing and making it like, I did this. I accomplished this for my day. And I didn't do that yesterday. Reframing that and changing your mindset is so important. I love it. I love it. So yes. let's dig into Enneagrams because I I'm obsessed mm -hmm. with Enneagrams and like how relating to people and I'm like, what's your Enneagram? Do you want to take the time? Like yeah. every time I meet people, I like, I kind of want to find out like what their Enneagram is, but I also don't want to be that weird lady totally. who's always asking people. But I feel like when you start yeah. a job, like I want my new boss to take an Enneagram or like, tell me, tell me more. I want to know who you yes. are. <laughs> and I feel like yeah, Enneagrams totally. are such a great key into who people are um, and what they need out of life. So do you have any information about like how Enneagrams come into play when you do self-care? Totally. So the biggest information I will say about Enneagram and self-care is you, you have, to, I think the biggest thing that helped me was looking at where I go in stress. So are you a six? I feel like I remember you I, being a six. Definitely for the a six. <laughs> okay, yeah, I remember that from the podcast. Okay, so you know, sixes I believe go to three mm -hmm. when they're stressed. So it's like you look at that number of where they're like average to unhealthy are yeah. and what do they start to do when they're mm -hmm. stressed? And that's when you have to say, I'm gonna recognize that I'm doing that. Yeah. And I need to do something different. So um, I can use myself. I'm an eight. Mm -hmm. um, and like one thing about me, like there's things about eights is like um, work hard, play hard, crash hard. Mm -hmm. So I am like all the time, go, 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 go. And people ask me all the time, like, how do you do it all? And I'm like, I have no clue. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I will crash hard. Yeah. And it will be unexpected yeah. and it will be 
potentially lengthy, you know, like it could be a couple of weeks of me just being like, oh my God, I am pooped and I don't know why. And the yeah. real reason why is because I did too much. Yeah. You know, I was doing way too much for way too long and it wasn't sustainable. And so where do eights go in stress? Five. Fives isolate themselves. They stop taking care of themselves. They become detached. They, you know, um, become a little like hypervigilant. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, when I look back at when I became a mom, what did I do? I isolated myself. I stopped taking care of myself. I became detached and I was only focused on my son. Yeah. So it was really kind of Enneagram work that helped me see like, whoa, girl, snap out of it. You know, all moms, we we do that where we focus so much on baby. Yeah. But it's like for me, that's also a like stress point that I'm detached from me and that I'm not taking care of me because my natural is that I do. I love myself and I want to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would say anybody, regardless of your number, mm -hmm. the first thing I would do would be to look at your stress point mm -hmm. and look at those unhealthy traits you know average to unhealthy traits and be like okay am i here because i feel like i'm here <laughs> oh, wow. oh yeah Ooh. how is that for you being a six <laughs> listen <laughs> sixes are i feel like we are such a just a, a an overly stressed out type to begin with so i'm like sometimes i don't even recognize when it's like where i go in stress and where i'm just being a typical six <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, I don't even know I don't even know so yeah it is it's it's interesting trying to figure out like how to manage everything that is just ping-ponging in my head as a six and all the things that I'm mm -hmm. just like watching out for and paying attention to and being super aware of and um and I've never really explored where I go under stress I've never really explored that so yeah. that's definitely that's sparking me to like okay let's go look at this and let's pay attention to where I am and how I'm reacting um because I hadn't even mm -hmm. I hadn't explored that at all so I feel like I've I've been dropping the ball on myself <laughs> okay so I pulled you up oh gosh <laughs> so okay yeah so six Six sets go to three in stress, yeah. okay? So threes are the achievers, right? So imagine a six mm -hmm. who is already a planner, mm -hmm. a little anxious, you know, always wanting things to go that they want them to go. And then you add achievement to that as a mother, right? Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and so it's like now I not only have this huge pressure that I already put on myself because I'm a six and I'm always pre-prepared and blah, blah, blah. And like I have a plan A, B, C, D, E. And then it's like um, as a mother, sometimes you got to roll with the punches and you're like putting yourself on this like pedestal of like, OK, now I have to make it look good, too. And now my preparedness has to reflect on my baby. And that's tough, right? Because yeah. kids throw random stuff at us all the time yeah. you know like you never know what you're gonna get on any given day when you become a mom never <laughs> um and so that's where I would look I would go to three and be like okay what's this unhealthy three look like and how is like six intertwined with that mm -hmm. like what where where's my like where am I losing myself at this point and it's kind of like changing how I'm operating yeah. um that's the biggest thing that I think helps and also you know there's unhealthy traits of just being a six just like there's unhealthy traits of being an eight I take on way too much mm -hmm. you know I think I can do it all all the time and I have a problem with vulnerability and I don't like to ask for help because I can do it all you know right. all of those <laughs> things are also true and those have nothing to do with being a five those have everything to do with being an eight right mm -hmm. but um I would say that a lot of times we don't recognize that we're already in a stress state and that's kind of like where we can get stuck like the realization of it all and like having it kind of summed up like well duh like that makes so much sense of course this is how it's going like it made so much sense <laughs> well it's very you know i look at it as very empowering knowledge is so empowering yep. once you know like you can make the proper steps it's yep. lack of self-awareness that keeps us stuck it's yeah. like once you're aware, it's on you, girl. Like it's on us, it's on me, it's on, you know, everybody. Like, mm -hmm. and like, I feel like, you know, 
you can live in this state of like oblivion and sometimes I'm so jealous of oblivious people because yes. I'm like it must be nice like yes. this must it be, must nice. be nice to not be thinking about all these things not having all that information yeah. in your brain is probably amazing <laughs> like tell me more about nothing like it's just like I wish I wish I had that, you know, ability to just like, oh yeah, like nothing, you know, just flying above it all. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is like, once we know, we have the power. Yeah. And you can choose not to use that power of yeah. self-awareness, anybody can. But once we know, that's when we get our power back. And that's the cool thing about it. So there were a lot of times when I was doing, and I, I still refer to the Enneagram. I started, um, the first time I ever heard about it was like maybe 2015 or so. Okay. And my pastor at church brought it up and he's an eight and he like put the, I knew nothing about it. He was like, yeah, yeah I'm just going to say about eights. And I immediately was like, oh, like that's embarrassing because I felt like it was me. And yeah. then um, years later, my friend was like, you know this Instagram? I was like, I've heard of it before, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. And when I dove into it, there's a state of embarrassment. There's a state of feeling very seen right you're like somebody took your diary and wrote it on a piece of paper and they don't even know you yeah like ouch <laughs> and then i was like <laughs> you're just like oh my god and then i'm like okay like let's use this yeah like let's do something about it like i'm seeing some some things that i've been doing subconsciously for a long time that i didn't even realize that this is what was making me operate this way this was my motivation and so it really is a superpower to know. Yeah. yeah. Taking care of yourself first and foremost helps you become a better mom, partner, all those things. How does how does, you know, focusing on your health and your wellness shape you as a mom or a partner in your opinion? You know, I think the biggest way it shapes me, it's funny that it still comes down to I feel like it comes to two things. The first one is like how much you value yourself. And um, I think sometimes we don't realize that we are devaluing ourselves until we're, we've already done it, right? Like if you would have told single Eleanor that I devalued myself, I would have laughed in your face. Yes. You know, I've been like, nah, girl. <laughs> it's like, I can take care of myself. But that's like those things that are operating kind of like on the background yeah. because you don't have a lot going on. You don't have kids, you don't have a husband, you don't have a dog, a house, all those things. You're just yeah. a single person. And you don't realize that it's not taking a lot of effort because you don't have a lot of other things on your plate. Sure. So the first thing like health and wellness is really about like how much do you value yourself? And that's one of the biggest things that I see with my clients is they're like, well, but what if, you know, my kid has something? Mm -hmm. What if your kid has something? How are you still going to make sure you're taking care of you? Mm -hmm. Like that will always happen. Unpredictable things will always happen, but are you scheduling it in for yourself? Are you making sure without a doubt that it happens? And if there's a day that it can't happen, that you get right back into it the next day because it's on your schedule, right? Yeah. So it's about like truly valuing yourself. And I saw this quote recently that said um, something about, you know, the reason why we don't follow through with commitments to ourselves is because we don't respect ourselves. Wow. And I was like, ooh. Wow. Because, you know, you go to work, you show up on time, you know, you do the job that you have to do, you know, you do it for your kids, you do it for your husband, if you're married, you do it for, you know, your church, if you serve at church. But then when we put something on our calendar, we're like, oh, I'll push it to tomorrow, I'll push it tomorrow. If you told your boss you were going to push something to tomorrow for two months, you'd be fired. <laughs> right. Oh, it's about, wow. you know, yeah so it's like and when I read that I'm like wow I push things off all the time I thought I respected myself but maybe maybe I've lost respect for myself right. you know maybe I don't know so that is one thing the other thing is it still boils down to my kids I want to be a good example for them mm -hmm. and when they see me taking care of myself and they want to join in love it you know like it's about showing them that they matter they can see that they matter because I show them that I matter to myself. Mm. And me taking care of myself does not limit how well I take care of them. Right, right. When I am mom, I am mom. Yeah. And that's why you have to prioritize it in a way that um, works for you. I don't like to miss a lot of time with my kids, so I like to do things in the morning and at night when they go to bed. Yeah. I have friends who, um, you know, like their husband may say, hey, every other Saturday, take a Saturday until noon just for you. I'll take the kids. If that works for you, then 
do that because I do believe they deserve the best version of you. You know, we see all these like um, memes or like, you know, TikTok reels, whatever, like, oh, this is how I look when I take my kids to school. And it's like, you know, PJs and your hair is all crazy. And that's funny, right? And that's also reality. Mm -hmm. And also what if it didn't have to be that way? Right. Like, it could also be that you're like, mm, I'm not okay with that anymore. And I want to make sure for nobody else, for me, that I am taking care of myself. And that was also a big switch for me. I used to be this person that was like, um, like when I would go to work, um, I don't work in the office anymore, but when I used to go to an office, I used to be like, I don't want to wear my cute clothes to work because I don't want to taint my cute clothes. You know, like I want to wear those when I'm going to be out and about and everybody's yeah. going to see me and blah, blah. And now I look back and I'm like, but you could have just done it for yourself. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you could have just been getting dressed to make yourself feel good. Cause I really do believe in look good, feel good. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I learned that in sports in high school and our coaches are like game days, you dress up. And I'm like, why though? And they would yeah. say, look good, play good to that. Like, mm -hmm. and I, and like the, it didn't mean anything to me at first, but then I was like, yeah, but you have this like air of confidence and you're like, yes, I've got it. Like I'm good. And, and not saying that you can't feel that in like leggings and a t-shirt you can but you tend to mm -hmm. just like walk walk with your chin up a little bit higher be like i look good i feel good i'm like ready to take on this day this is going to like you, your outlook on the entire day changes when you yeah. look when you're like yes girl look at you <laughs> yes i know exactly and it, it even comes down to like what underwear you're wearing you know like if you're wearing the holy underwear you don't feel good. Like, right. you not lie and tell me that you feel good in those holy underwear. And we're all guilty of it. Don't get me wrong. Yes. I have them too. We all have the period panties and yes. all that. Like, we're all guilty. Yep. And also, when you're not on your period, I'm going to need you to pull out the cute undies. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> it's, it's small things, though. Small yes. efforts, right? perfume like how long does it take if you want to smell good spray a little perfume find a new body oil or lotion that you like like there's so many small things that we can do that will translate over the time and it's not you know let me backtrack it's not just about this physical stuff too because i truly believe like the mental and spiritual work also needs to be done you can look good all day mm -hmm. if you don't feel good about yourself on the inside it will not translate so it has to be it has to be all that's why like when I work with my clients and even my friends whoever I'm like okay but what else are we doing like what and if you're saying I want to work out more why because everybody wants to work out to lose weight right like that's like low-hanging fruit I want to work out to lose weight and I had a client recently that was like yeah like you know I want to lose this much pounds I was like okay let's forget about the weight for a second when you work out how do you feel Oh, I feel this, this, and this. Okay, so forget the weight. Yeah. How many times can you commit you to yourself in a week that you're gonna work out so that you can feel that yeah. however many times? Okay, I can do it two times a week, excellent. Like four weeks into the program, she's like, oh my gosh, I've lost 10 pounds. We weren't even, who cares about the right. weight? How do you right. feel? Yeah. How does working out make you feel? Do you feel lighter afterwards or do you feel like I never wanna ever do that again? Most people feel better. You talk yourself out of doing it before doing it. And after you're always like, wow, yeah. that feels really good. <laughs> That's me every single time I work out. I, yeah. when I'm about to do it and then afterwards I'm like, did it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you're like, wow, like, why do Look I feel so good? And it's like, if only you could remember that mm, before. Yeah. It's so, it's so refreshing. Like when you remember why you're doing certain things and what you're getting from it for your soul, not for the outside world. And just like yeah. you said, like putting on perfume, like I don't need anyone to smell me. I smell me. And like, that makes me feel really good. Like this is awesome. Yeah. And like, I have three boys and they'll come into my room. Like I have a vanity and I love just sitting there. Like it, it taps into just my feminine energy, just sitting at my vanity and be like, I'm just going to do my mascara real quick. And you know, check my eyebrows or whatever like something yeah. real simple but they're like why do you do that it just just a simple i'm just gonna put on mascara today because it makes me feel good like just yeah. that little that tiny step i don't have to like schedule putting on mascara i don't have to set aside special time to do that nope i'm just checking in with myself real quick 
and I feel better about the rest of the day just from that little moment, that little gesture that I give to myself. That's it. Right. It's right. amazing. I love Oh my gosh, I feel like so good today now. <laughs> yes! I'm having the craziest morning today. And just this conversation, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm sitting up taller now. Like at first, I'm just like, y'all. <laughs> Best energy for today. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. I love it. I love oh, it. I'm over here knocking over microphones because I'm happy, but that's fine. <laughs> I, it's, it's so important and I love sharing this kind of information with moms because we forget how important we are to us. Like we are, we need to be number one all the time to ourselves yes. all the time because this is, yes. at the end of the day, yes, we, our children deserve the best of us and we, we pour into them so much. But at the end of the day, this is our one life to live. This is our one journey that we have. And so it's, it's so important to just like, really focus on and being intentional about taking care of ourselves it's so important and i think we forget that often we forget that so often that you know and we're so busy and we're so busy doing yeah. all the things for everybody and at the end of the day like we are all we have at the end of the day right this is this is me this is it and uh, I, I love sharing this with moms because it is very easy to forget. So the number one tip that I have, I have three, but my number one is that you have to schedule it in. Mm -hmm. That is number one. Mm -hmm. It has to be something that is in your Google calendar, on your planner, whatever, until it's ingrained in you, mm -hmm. you schedule it in. And even once it is, why not just have it on your Google calendar living forever. Yeah. Um, and that makes the biggest difference it can't be if my kids go to bed on time then i will yeah. yeah has to be something that you can do at that time always so if you're if your kids go to bed between you know 7 and 8 30 and you never know what you're gonna get don't schedule anything until 8 45. yeah you know and maybe that's that may take away from you know other things that you do so here's the next thing reprioritizing I used to like even very recently, you know, there's life challenges all the time and you have to adjust, right? It used to be as soon as I put my kids down, it's like TV, like yeah. I'm, you know, I am doing something mindless, I'm scrolling, whatever. Mm -hmm. That can be self-care up to a point. Right. And then at that point, it's like kind of self-deprecating too. So it's like, okay, you got to reel it in. And recently I started just like immediately when they go down. I go into a dark room, I do my like hip exercises and I meditate. Yeah. I have caught myself watching so much less TV and I feel so much better. I'm sure so I had to kind yeah. of right, right. And I had to re <laughs> reprioritize. Like that was me saying like, okay, this isn't working for your mental health. Reprioritize something that does. And then after that, if you have time to catch up on TV or scroll or whatever, then you can do that because those aren't priorities. Those are, you know, extra things. And I do think we need to shut our brains off. Don't get me wrong. We definitely need to shut our brains off. Um, but that, you know, it's just about reprioritizing your time. Yeah. And so I, you know, I want to say, and I stand on this, I am not a morning person and I wake up at 530 every morning. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people are like, okay, but I'm not a morning person. So I can't wake up before my kids. No, you can. If you knew me before kids, you would know this is not natural for me. Right. <laughs> but I gained so much from it. Mm -hmm. So many people, so many experts say moms need to wake up earlier. And so many moms say, I'm too tired to do it. You will be tired when you first wake up, but you will actually have more energy because you were able to wake up before your kids sounded the alarm. It's huge. So that's the biggest thing is you have to schedule it in. I also like to say like to take baby steps. If you see somebody on whatever social media platform doing a seven step skincare routine and an all day self care day, do not jump in and try and do that seven step routine and all day self care day. They live a different life than you, different reality. And you are just starting out. You can't build a habit and add 20 things at once and think that you're going to hold all 20 things. What happens is you end up trying to do that and then you feel like you failed because you couldn't keep up with it. And then you revert back, if not even backtrack from where you started. So you have to start small. It has to be like these little baby steps. Mm -hmm. um, and then you just have to find what works for you. 
there's, you know, don't worry about what somebody else says is self-care. If, like I said at the beginning, if it fills your cup, it's self-care. Yeah. Um, you, up you know, outside point. of drugs or something, you right. know, like don't, let's not. <laughs> no, 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 that's not self-care. Stop that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me clarify. It doesn't have to be like mommy juice every night. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. That's unhealthy. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> and you brought up a great point. Like, remembering that it is okay to make adjustments like you know you were watching tv as soon as the kids went down like okay this isn't serving me anymore and recognizing that and then being okay with making that change a lot of us get stuck in this is just what i do but it doesn't always have to be that way if it's not serving you then you can switch it up you can change and do something that is really going to fill your cup and make you feel great about life in general um so many people i know so many people and myself included that are just used to the habit and like this is just what i do so being aware of that and noticing like hmm, this isn't doing what i thought it was doing <laughs> yeah and you know speaking of habits like there's a big thing about like once you recognize that you have a habit you tell it like okay this is every time i get bored i scroll mm -hmm. then you have to rewire to make a new habit so then the the thing is i'm bored I go to my phone and I scroll and now I say, I'm going to walk my phone to the other side of the room and that's my new habit. And then after a while, you're just not as engaged with your phone. You know, those are little things of like, once again, like self-awareness, recognizing. Um, I do a lot of, you know, habit breaking and building with my clients because we're, we're habitual creatures. Almost everything we do at the age of, you know, I'm 33 and, you know, probably even before then it's some sort of habit that's like ingrained in us that we just have to kind of break. So yeah, start small, schedule it in, do what works for you. Those are my biggest takeaways. And I can totally attest to the whole getting up at 5.30 thing. I am not a morning person either. I am a night owl all day, every day. I'm like, mm. it's 2.30 in the morning. I should probably go to bed. But I've had to start <laughs> like really focusing on what do, what is it that I wanna accomplish? Do I want to have a good start to the day and feel like everything is going smoothly and I'm in control? Like those are the things I need. So it's like, okay, I started getting up at 530 um, about a year ago and I hated it. At first. I absolutely hated it. But I loved knowing that like the kids' lunches are made and breakfast is on the table before they're even up. And I've had coffee and listened to a podcast and I'm not like angry at the world. <laughs> like if the yeah. first sound I hear in the morning is someone knocking on my door saying like, mom, he touched yeah. me or what? Like, I don't do that. I cannot do that. That cannot be the first sound I hear out of sleep. Like, no. So I started getting up early and it became a habit. And I realized how much benefit I was getting from it. I was like, well, I guess this is my life now. Like, this is what I, I know. Do now. <laughs> I know. If you would have asked like, you know, 22 year old Eleanor, like, oh, do you think you'll be a morning person when you grow up? Heck no, nope. absolutely Whatever. not. No way. <laughs> and here I am like pushing moms to wake up earlier. Yes. And like... <laughs> it does, it does work wonders for just your entire day. Like, okay, I've had some time to myself. I got dressed and no one was talking to me. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That is a game changer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. So yeah. So and, worth it. and you know, even you said drinking coffee, listening to a podcast, listening to an audiobook, all self-care. It's filling your cup, right? Like you have scheduled that into your morning that you do those things yeah. and also not rushing self care. You know, mm. I don't, I'm not like a trauma specialist by any means. I just do my own TikTok research and whatnot, yeah. but like, you know, it is a trauma response to always feel like you're run, rushing, mm. going, 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 going. Yeah. Like I got to a point and I'm, you know, when I was in the hospital as a nurse, like people were like, you know, run 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 we have to go get this and it's like this isn't an emergency yeah. i don't run anymore yeah. like i walk yep. i'll see you there because i'm typically always going and they're like oh like you know you're so slow how come you don't walk faster because what am i rushing for right like mm. i don't want to rush yeah. it gives me anxiety to rush like i don't want, yeah. i don't want to do it i'm telling my body that there is something emergent when there is not anything emergent why am i doing that so you know yeah all of that you don't realize all the little things that you're yes. doing 
self-care tell everyone where they can find you and learn more about you um and what you do and if they want to um i know you mentioned you do coaching and if anyone mm -hmm. is interested in finding your services where do they find you yeah so they can go to embrace the mom um i also have uh, my instagram at embrace the mom bod and I offer an eight-week package, a 12-week package. I also offer one-off sessions, a schedule audit. Like, some, you know, I'll go through a mom's schedule and, like, look at things that we can shift, things that we can remove, and, like, prioritize, yeah. you know, self-care. And, you know, like I said, passion projects. It's all in there. Like, we got to prioritize you. Like you said, you're number one. Mom is number one. Um, and then a self-care audit, too. Like, some, some moms really need to, like, they have lost themselves, and they just need help finding what makes them feel good mm -hmm. and, you know, getting different options on how they can um, incorporate it into their lives and what options they have for self-care. Um, and I also started something new. Um, I'm hiring some contractors, preferably moms. So I'm trying to put some moms on yeah. if they want to help me find clients. Um, they get um, paid per client that they bring to me okay. and um, they also get a discount on anything, any services that they want for me too so um i'm not a salesperson i love to coach but there's a lot of i very much believe in the power of like the like word of mouth mm -hmm. and just spreading the word and so um i just want some moms who are passionate about self-care and um you know health and wellness for moms after you know becoming a mom and getting bogged down if they want to spread the word for me then i want them so that's awesome yeah that's awesome well thank you so much for joining me today that was so much incredible information i feel like so many moms just needed to hear what you have to say and like if anyone's like me like a, a switch just flipped right like oh my gosh duh like all these little things <laughs> these little things that you forget until someone brings it up to you and you're like oh yeah okay yep you're right okay so some of us just needed that reminder so i appreciate your reminder this morning and i feel like <laughs> the day is going to go so much better than it was now just just talking to you <laughs> well good and i'm happy i'm so happy to share and to talk yeah. so all right well i will share all of your information um in our show notes and then of course we'll spread the word for you <laughs> awesome thanks ashley thank you Hey Houston, I want to hear from you. Would you like to be a guest on the Cold Coffee Club? Send me a message at thecoldcoffeeclubhm at gmail.com. That's thecoldcoffeeclubhm, like Houston moms, at gmail.com. Can't wait to hear from you. All right, y'all, it was great talking with Eleanor. I hope you learned so much about self-care and how important it is. Uh, you know, we all know the saying of you can't pour from an empty cup. And, you know, it's super important how we take care of ourselves as moms and how that then reflects on our children. Um, taking care of yourself is not selfish. Again, it's not selfish to make sure that you're good first and foremost. So you always come first. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. So for our Houston Moms House Blend this week, I am spotlighting a post that we have on the site right now. It is called Single Parent, Here's How to Survive the Holidays with Your Kids. And so if you're like me, um, some holidays come and go where you're not able to spend them with your, with your kids because it's their time with their dad. Um, I went through that during Thanksgiving this year. Um, and it was, it was tough and it's tough every year. Whatever holiday I don't get to spend with my kiddos, it is, it's really, hard to just wrap my mind around the, the fact that I'm not part of every single holiday tradition with them. Now, thankfully, at least for me, my ex-husband and I, um, you know, we're welcome to come celebrate the holidays. You know, this year I have Christmas with the boys and I'll have certain things where it's just me and them, which is great. And then I think at, at some point their dad's going to come over and see them open presents, things like that. But, you know, while we don't do them do the holidays necessarily together the door is still open if you'd like to come and be part of certain things yes you know so there's there's that there's some balance there um but for some parents who don't have that kind of relationship which is you know it's hard to navigate having that kind of relationship in general i will tell you it is hard to navigate that um so brianna griff wrote this uh, post about celebrating the holidays without your kids and kind of just creating new traditions if you need to um you know get through that you know and she spotlights um 
And she recommends, you know, celebrating a little bit early if you can. Uh, you know, if you don't get to have your kids on Christmas, uh, maybe just making it a week early or something so that you can have that fun with your kids. Uh, creating some new, new traditions for your family might be a great way to kind of cope with the fact that you can't do all the things together. Um, taking care of yourself during that time is super important and that ties so well with our self-care episode because, you know, making sure that you're okay. It's going to be tough regardless, but making sure that you're going to be okay, that you're you're filling some of those needs for yourself as well. Um, when your kids aren't with you for the holidays and then focusing on your kids happiness putting them first making sure that their needs are being met that they're having a good time with you and that you can create some of that fun and those memories with with you um even if they're not going to be there on that specific holiday um so yeah check out that post it's it should be very helpful for single parents and it's it's a hard time of year um especially when your your family's separated and and all that so taking care of yourself and finding the good is probably going to be you know your saving grace for this time of year um it's hard but you can do it my see you later caffeinator today is of course all about um self-care and embracing the mom bod like we talked about with eleanor uh she mentioned that she made it a holiday and if you don't know about uh, National Mom Bod Day, it's actually July 31st, and it's the perfect time to just embrace your body, the skin you're in, and celebrating what you've done as a mom, especially. So Eleanor mentioned that uh, when she created this holiday, uh, the process of kind of losing parts of yourself as a mom and, and forgetting your old self is really hard to combat. Um, and so she created this day because there are too many pressures on women um, after they have babies. They, they are pressured to get back to normal. normal. That snapback culture is, is running rampant. <laughs> Making sure that you are taking care of you, that you're embracing who you are, whatever flaws you might be perceiving in yourself, um, putting those aside and just recognizing, hey, my body has done certain things, my body has gone through certain things, and here I am functioning, I'm still strong, I'm still amazing, I'm still beautiful. Let's not forget about that. So she recommends, you know, maybe posting a photo of yourself on social media in, a, in an outfit that really makes you feel great in your body as a mom, um, promoting self-confidence, um, promoting self-expression. Um, kind of doing that will help you remember how important you are, regardless of what stage you're in, in motherhood, what you look like, um, just knowing that you have that level of confidence to respect yourself and to love yourself. Uh, that's, that's the perfect way to celebrate National Mom Bod Day. So make sure to mark your calendar for July 31st. But of course, you don't need a holiday to embrace your mom bod. Love your body every single day. You've done amazing things. And even if you're not a mom, this is a message for everybody out there. Love yourself. Love the skin you're in. It is amazing. It's perfect. It's awesome. If you see things you want to improve, go for it. But also appreciate your body during that process of improvements that you want to see. So again, mark your calendar for July 31st to be intentional about embracing your, your mom bod. Thanks so much for joining the Cold Coffee Club today. We can't wait to see you next week. You've been listening to the Cold Coffee Club, brought to you by Houston Moms. We wish you a fabulous week with your families and look forward to sharing many more cups of cold coffee with you.